We're scattered out like ducks. Good morning. Welcome to Broadway Baptist Church. 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm Gene King filling in for Dr. David Dale. David and Marla and all of their family are off celebrating David and Marla's 50th wedding anniversary. So we want to offer congratulations to David and Marla for 50 years of uh, blissful marriage. So uh, they're supposed to be back this week. But we're glad that you're here. If you're a first-time visitor, we're here with us. I hope you got a bulletin when you came in. If you'll fill out the uh, perforated piece here and tear that off and drop that in the collection plate or outside on the uh, welcome station. There's a couple of black boxes out there that you can drop that in there. And uh, we'll just have a record of your being here. And if you're a first time guest, we have a, a gift we'd like to give you. Uh, stop out at the welcome station and, and pick that up if you would. It's so good to see you here this morning. Let's begin our service. Let's stand together saying, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. This is a day, this is a day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. We will rejoice, we will rejoice, and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is a day that the This is the day that God has made, and we're privileged to gather in this place and to worship you. Father, we thank you for every good and perfect gift that you've given to us, life and health and strength and all the blessings. We have a place that we can gather and worship and praise you. We thank you, our Father, for your goodness and mercy we want to pray for our nation this morning. Father, we haven't faced a crisis like this in some time. But when we read your word, we know that these things are going to be prevalent in the last days. So our Father, we know that you're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Help us to keep our eyes focused on you. Keep our hearts attuned and sensitive to the Holy Spirit. 
guiding us and directing us. We pray for those that are of our church family that are not with us this morning. You know all the reasons, you know all about it. And we pray especially for them this morning. There may be uh, health needs, personal needs. Some are ill. So we lift them unto you this morning and pray for them in love. We pray, Father, that we'll be mindful of our friends and neighbors all about us, seeing the needs of these people and quick to respond to them. I pray for our pastors he shares this morning. May the Holy Spirit speak through him. May our ears hear and our hearts respond as the Holy Spirit leads. If there be one in our group this morning that does not know your Savior and Lord, may this be the day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you, and you may be seated. Thank you, Brother Hurd. With all of the coronavirus going around, aren't we glad that God is in control? He's still on his throne, and he's going to see us through this. Let's continue now in our service as we sing Down at the Cross. Where I first saw 
make some announcements for us, sir. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, everyone, for being here. I have a list of announcements to make. We've got some programming changes, of course. I want to give you all a couple of updates. We live in unusual days. This has been quite a week for sure. So with that, but I want to, uh, I've got about 10 things here I was going to announce. Um, you know, I think in my life, we have, in my, I've canceled church one time. At, at, we were under tornado warning, and then we've canceled church before for snow. But I don't think we've ever canceled church for uh, sickness. So with that, so that being said, uh, today we do, I want to recognize our online crowd. So we're glad you that those are with us on Facebook Live, you're able to worship here with us. Very likely this Wednesday and Sunday, we'll move to an online, or next Sunday, an online format. So, uh, you know, there obviously, um, we actually decided in our deacons meeting to have this 10 a.m. service last week, and I was surprised. I mean, the word of the year should be canceled for two, uh, 2020, so... But you, if the best way to stay in touch is I will be emailing everybody. If we don't have your email address, uh, you can just uh, write down a piece of paper. We have our black boxes out there at the um, Welcome Center. You just drop it in there. Make sure you're getting my weekly emails so you know everything going on with, uh, with that. As well as our Facebook Live audience. If you, you can actually, they're monitoring here in our sound booth so you can make comments or you can just send a message to the church Facebook page, and we can uh, get your email address there. So uh, just that's how we'll be staying in touch with folks as well as through our, um, uh, our social media. A couple other things here. Um, business meeting. We were scheduled to have business meeting tonight. So here are the notes. So right out here in our Welcome Center, when you exit, make sure you pick up your, uh, all the packet that we were going to give you. So, obviously, it's been canceled tonight. There's no Awana or evening services, anything going on this evening. This is our only 10 a.m. worship service today. Also, um, Easter is, what, four weeks away, and surely we're going to have Easter here. But this week, we ordered, several weeks ago, our Easter signs. When you leave, make sure you pick up an Easter sign here at our Welcome Center, and you can uh, put it in your yard. Easter is April 12th. I'm sure we'll be back to our normal schedule. We'll hopefully be back to our normal schedule by April 12th with that. The offering. Today we're going to do our offering a little different. Instead of actually passing the plate, our ushers, when we have, after our song, Gene, we sing, they will hold the plate and they'll just walk up to you so you don't even have to actually touch the offering plate. You just drop it in there with that. And I do want to encourage our online crowd that you can certainly give through text to give or just go to the church website and click on a giving and give online. Uh, we certainly uh, do certainly appreciate that. You might not be here physically, but you can certainly still contribute to the mission and ministry of Broadway Baptist Church. I'll be preaching this morning about how this is our opportunity as believers to shine during crises such as this um, as well. So that is, I wanted to share about that. Also, uh, uh, one thing about, so you'll see in your bulletin as well, we had had it announced that our men's prayer breakfast is this coming Saturday. That has been canceled. So men, we do, we're not going to have our men's prayer breakfast for that. Um, just this is your update. You know, we're very good at visitation here. If you're at, at your house, home, hospital, or care facilities visit. So Brother Hurd and I, and our, I know our deacons, we're going to uh, quit visiting for the time being until uh, folks come out of quarantine for the, from the coronavirus. So 
Uh, we'll be making phone calls, so don't be surprised if we don't visit you in person because the hospitals as well as care facilities have asked for no visitors. So that will be going on for the next, uh, for the next time being with that. We're about to have today, our president declared today is our national day of prayer. I'm going to lead us in a special time of prayer for that. We are in unique times here. Uh, he declared, I believe it was yesterday uh, or two days ago, a uh, national emergency for this pandemic of the coronavirus. So we will have this. I'm going to lead us here in a special time of prayer. We want to pray that uh, God uh, miraculously intervenes and this doesn't spread to millions of folks here in America as well as our world. And not only that, we want to pray also this is, can be a time of spiritual revival among believers. Instead of becoming very fearful and worrying about this, that we turn and trust in the Lord. And I'll be preaching on that as well. And thirdly, we were going to pray specifically for President Donald Trump. You know, he's, there, there's a lot on his shoulders right now, and it's very easy to be criticized and either doing this or not doing that. But we, we trust in the Lord, and we trust in our... Uh, the Bible tells us to, to uh, honor and obey our governmental leaders. God puts them there in place. So we want to obviously follow their leadership, and we'll be praying for a president as well with that. Also, when we have this special time of prayer, our college students are actually, that's where Chris Wright and a lot of the college students are this morning, they're down in Whitley City, they're in McCreary County on a mission trip. So we want to pray for them. I know I saw some pictures last night of some of the work they've been doing, uh, building a chicken coop for uh, at little tiny houses down there. But we also want to be lifting them up and remembering them as, uh, as they're down there serving. So we're going to go to a special time of prayer. So I'm going to invite everybody to bow their head and we're going to have an a, a intense time of prayer for our nation in this National Day of Prayer. I invite our online audience to uh, stop what they're doing and pray as well. Oh Lord, we come to you this morning. This is uh, unprecedented days here with this uh, unique moment in history. Lord, we pray for revival. There are thousands, millions of folks who are fearful right now of the coronavirus and are, have a lot of uncertainty. Lord, we know your word makes clear that heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand and remain forever. Lord, we cling and we hold to your word this morning. We pray that we are rooted in you and in Scripture. During these odd times, unprecedented days, Lord, we pray that this is a time that we uh, deepen our walk and our relationship with you. Jesus, we don't want to waste these weeks ahead and squander them. Lord, we pray that this would be a time of renewal. It's a time for us to serve one another to check up on our fellow neighbors, fellow believers, see how they're doing, making sure they're safe, making sure they have food and supplies. Lord, we pray for President Donald Trump. I especially lift up him as he's in a unique situation of making decisions that whatever he decides, he will be criticized. And we pray for our nation. We pray for our military. pray for uh, the hospitals. We pray for the coronavirus test kits as folks are very anxious. Lord, we pray for your hand to be upon our leaders in Washington and Frankfurt. 
Pray for your spirit to move and that we as a nation turn to you. Lord, I pray us as believers, it is our moment to step up. Instead of retreat and fear, Lord, we step up with certainty because we are proud to say, I'm a believer in King Jesus. And Lord, we know even if we were to pass away, our home is ultimately in heaven. Lord, our home is in a mansion described in the book of Revelation. And we have a room there if we're saved. Lord, I just pray that we live every single moment for you. Lord, I pray for those of us that maybe they're here and they just, they don't, they don't know where to turn. Lord, I pray that we just completely cry out to you. Lord, you tell us that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And we pray this could be a time of a day of weeks of salvation. Jesus, we just thank you that we have the honor to worship you, whether it's in person or online. Jesus, we pray for our nation and for Lord you to use this special, unique circumstance for a great revival here in America as well as across the globe. Lord, we give you this service. We give you this period of quarantine with the coronavirus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you, Pastor. Our offertory hymn this morning is Standing on the Promises, and you can't sing that song sitting on the premises, so let's stand together as we sing. All right. Standing on the promises of Christ my King Through eternal ages let His praises ring Glory in the highest level shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Oh,
pray with me? Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the privilege and honor and freedom to be here today and assembling ourselves, Father, and worshiping you in spirit and truth. Lord, we thank you for all of creation, and you're the great creator. And Lord, you're the constant, the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And in this time that we look at the world around us as change, we know, Father, that you are always the same. So we thank you for that peace, Lord, that comes from you. Father, we put everything in your hands and uh, our faith, Lord, and we thank for this opportunity to be a witness and to be strong in this community. And Father, even as we um, continue to assemble in spirit in the next couple of weeks, Father, in a different way, and not physically here at this, this location, Father, in this building, we know that the needs still go on, Father, for utilities and staff and uh, ministries around the world, Father, and in this community. So, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to uh, provide through us, Lord, that uh, as we give, you will multiply that and bless that, Lord, to your kingdom, to glorify you and your son. We ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. I'm Paul Chitwood, president of the International Mission Board. In light of the vast amount of information you're hearing about the effect of the coronavirus around the world, I want to take the opportunity to share with you that your International Mission Board personnel are continuing to advance the gospel during these difficult days. We're living in unprecedented times. Many of us have never seen something of this scale in our lifetime. And while for us, there are many unknowns about this pandemic, we rest assured in the providence of God. Please know that as the crisis unfolds, we have teams of people working around the clock to monitor the situation in every part of the globe where your missionaries serve. We're exercising wise caution throughout this crisis, and we're committed to continue seeking God's wisdom. We do not want your 3,700 missionaries or their 2,880 children placed in unnecessary harm. 
At the same time, we're praying for opportunities for your missionaries to speak the hope of Christ during this climate of despair to people who are waiting to hear the good news. The crisis can be disorienting and unnerving, but our God remains faithful. Our hope remains squarely fixed on Christ. Whether it's world war, economic collapse, or a health pandemic, your IMB has always and will continue to remain committed to the task you've entrusted to us. Our one sacred effort to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to every nation. We covet your prayers, both for your missionaries and for the people they're seeking to reach. The Mexican-American War broke out just as our first two Southern Baptist missionary couples were boarding the ship and heading to China. And still they went. Within a few years, our nation was torn asunder by the Civil War, but your missionaries stayed on the field. Through two world wars and the Great Depression, your missionaries remained on the field. For 175 years, in the midst of crises and tragedies, while U.S. presidents have been assassinated and epidemics and pandemics have come and gone, Southern Baptists have not been one single day without a witness among the nations. As we deal with the coronavirus here at home, don't forget to pray for your missionaries, many of whom are also dealing with the virus overseas. Yet, as people fear death, the gospel rings true. Thank you for continuing to support your IMB missionaries. Thank you. I thank you for that. We have a, I have a, a quote there that he just made. We can put up on the screen here. He said, we're to speak the hope of Christ. Look at, look at this quote right here. Because I thought this is so accurate. This is what I want to talk about this morning. We're to speak the hope of Christ in this climate of despair. There's a lot of uncertainty this morning, and there's a lot of fearful folks. So that's what we're going to be talking about. I actually was planning on preaching a, a sermon series leading up to Easter and getting folks uh, looking for opportunities to invite their friends and neighbor to Easter. You can still do that, of course, but we're in a very unique time. It's not just unique, it happened rapidly. I mean, could you have imagined last Sunday, could you have imagined we would be like this? I mean, just in seven days, you talk about change, how quickly things have certainly, are certainly changed. So if you have your Bibles, open up to the book of Leviticus, Leviticus 13, as well as Luke chapter 21. And here's our real goal is what we want to, where I want to land somewhere. When you have unusual times such as today, you have to be, you want to land somewhere between, you don't want to be fearful because the Bible tells us, do not be afraid, do not fear. But then again, you don't want to be foolish. Foolishness is just blowing this off and say, hey, I'll just go around touching everybody and cough all over them. That's foolishness. You know, quarantine, if you're sick, it's wise for you to stay home and not be around other people. That's wisdom. It's good to wash your hands. It's good to maybe, like today, not touch the offering plate uh, and, and, and shake hands such as that. But you also don't want to be to the point where you're so fearful, um, you, you can't even sleep or you're, 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 you're scared you're going to die or something like that. We're going to find hope here in, in, the, in the Bible as well as the Scriptures. Um, I want to read this Bible verse before we turn to Leviticus 13 and Luke 21. God tells us in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, Do not fear, for I am with you. 
Do not be afraid, for I am your God. Do y'all hear that? Do not be afraid, for I am your God. God reminds us amidst a pandemic, the truth is there's a climate of despair, as Dr. Chitwood shared. This is our opportunity as believers to boldly stand up for the gospel. We do not live in despair. Our home is not here on earth. Our home is in heaven with Jesus. We are saved and redeemed. God has a plan for us. And even among uncertainty and instability, maybe such as today, this is when the gospel can very likely and easily thrive. This is your time for spiritual renewal and spiritual growth. You might have some extra time on your hands. I mean, think about, think about this past week. I was thinking about it. Sherry and I were talking about it. I don't think I've seen as many things change, at least in my lifetime, in a week. <clears throat> School has been canceled for at least two weeks. And then add another week for spring break. That's three weeks. That's 15 days of no school in March and early April. That's unheard of right there. Um, not only that, colleges have been canceled. Um, I mean, this is truly unbelievable. March Madness has been canceled. That's never happened. The stock market lost 20%. You notice now, we are actually now in a recession. You've lost your retirement. It's gone down. If it's in the stock market, our president declared a state of an emergency. And not only that, last night I got sent to Kroger. There's no toilet paper. That's truly a change right there. You tell people not to go around others and where do they go? They go to Costco. They go to Kroger and Walmart. Walmart, that's where we shop, is having to close at 11 p.m. to restock the shelves because they can't keep up with the demand just to put food back on the shelf. People were ripping into boxes. I mean, it's, uh, that's it really shows our priorities. Where do we go amidst a national emergency? We go to the grocery store. And what we want to see here in Scripture is that God's plan amidst uncertainty and instability there is certainly a way for us to stay stable during instable or unstable days with that. So turn your Bible to Leviticus 13 because we've been using the word quarantine. That is the uh, <clears throat> common word that is being used. And do you know that actually comes from God? Do you know that's the way back in uh, during uh, 500 years ago, 600 years ago during the what they call in Europe during the Black Plague or the Black Death, it was quarantine that actually stopped it and the washing of hands. But this came from the Lord. This is why it's wise for us if you are if you have a fever, you're sick for you to stay away from others and for you not to go around and knowing other folks are sick or who've been maybe exposed to certain types of sickness. Look what the Bible says here. Leviticus 13, verses 45 through 46. The person who has a case of serious skin disease is to have his clothes torn and his hair hanging loose. He must cover his mouth and cry out, unclean, unclean. Now what the Bible is doing is, if someone was sick and maybe had a skin disease, 
they were expected to go in quarantine or had to go in quarantine Bible times for seven days. And then the priest, it wasn't doctors, it was the priest would look at them after seven more days and determine if they could go back into society or spend another seven days. So you were up to a 14-day quarantine in Scripture for your sickness. Look at verse 46, we're saying, it was important, it's expected for you to be able to tell someone that you are sick, or as the Bible called, you're unclean. This was God's solution to keeping folks well. Verse 46, he will remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean, he must live alone in a place outside the camp. And if you remember in the New Testament, there were leper colonies, and Jesus went there and touched lepers because he was God, and he was not going to obviously get leprosy. But they had to live outside the city, and they were wherever they walked, they had to scream and yell, let everybody know that they were unclean. So they did not get other folks sick with that. This idea of quarantine comes from God. This is his solution. Obviously, no, during Bible times, they did not have modern medicine like today. So you keep folks away from others and let, let the Lord heal that person. And then, then when they were clean, they were able to go back into society and be around the others. <clears throat> Flip over in your Bible now to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 21. If you have your bulletin, sir, just, I want you to pull it out and look at one thing here. During Jesus' time, there was what we called stability. And this is what Jewish folks found in their stability. They found the temple right there in Jerusalem as something of stable in their life. But they also found stability in their bloodline. Meaning, if you were, if you were Jewish, and you were from the tribe of Judah, from ultimately coming from Abraham, and David, that is where they would find their hope that they were going to be with the Lord. That was their bloodline. And they also found stability in the temple or their place of worship. The problem with those two things that they found their stability in back 2,000 years ago is in 70 AD, Rome destroyed the temple. So they lost that stability. Secondly, Jesus, through his death on the cross and through his resurrection, he ended bloodline salvation. Old Testament where you were Jewish and as long as you lived and followed the law and the Ten Commandments and you were righteous, you were saved. Now we know salvation comes from Jesus Christ. Through his blood we are saved, no longer through the bloodline of that of Abraham. So now we look at today. During unstable days, where do we find our stability? And number one, we find it in God's Word. And I'm about, that's what we're about to read here in Luke 21. This is your time. You could use these weeks of maybe being out of school, being off work, or not watching any more sports on TV because it's all been shut down or even coming to church, you can use it as drawing close to God. Maybe those books that you've been meeting to read, you can catch up on that 
and seeing spiritual renewal. You can use this time in serving other folks. So what happens is we can use this time um, as really growing in knowledge of the scriptures. Not only that, we also have to remember that we want to find stability in sound thinking rather than emotions. Folks are on high alert emotions right now. They're very anxious. And the Bible tells us not to be anxious. And I want to read a Bible verse to you out of Ephesians 4.14. It's on your piece of paper. It says, We are not to be tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching. That means if you read something, a news report, it should not cause you to become emotionally upset. upset. We find our stability in sound reasoning. And that sound reasoning, Broadway Baptist Church, is in God's Word. This is not the time for us to go hibernate in a hole and just, uh, you know, just isolate yourself. No, this is a time where you can step up and do ministry. So let's go ahead and read here in the Bible. Luke chapter 21, verse 7. Now this here, this section we're going to read, this is Jesus sharing with us about the end times. Because we know the coronavirus is a plague. I mean, it's obviously, it's something that has come about starting in China, it's just spread over here. But we know the Bible tells us during the end times that plagues will be on the rise. That plagues will be one of the signs that Jesus will soon return. That plagues is not something we are to be alarmed about, but in fact, this is assured to us will occur through the end time. So I want you to follow along here in your Bible or, <clears throat> or at home on your Bible. Luke chapter 21, verse 7. This is his disciples. They're going to ask a question here about what's going to occur. Teacher, they asked him. So when will these things happen? And what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? Now, we do not know this is the end times now. It could be. It might not be. We might have hundreds of more years. But the truth is, there is a plague that's sweeping a global crisis right now that is literally shutting down everything. And it's even impacting, as we saw in the video, our, our Southern Baptist missionaries. But they obviously are taking precautions, but they're not going to retreat and go into hibernation. They're, they're going to be bold with the gospel. Throughout the 200 years of the modern missions movements, when there's been other pandemics and world wars, missionaries are still sharing the good news. So here's what Jesus said. Verse 8. Then he said to them, watch out that you are not deceived. That is so important for us, folks. Because if you or I aren't careful, during this period, deception can come upon us. We can get carried away with our emotions instead of sound biblical reasoning. For many will come in my name saying, I am here and the time is near. Don't follow them. When you hear of wars and rebellions, don't be alarmed. Indeed, it is necessary that these things 
take place first, but the end won't come right away. Then he told them, nation will be raised up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be violent earthquakes and famines and plagues in various places. You know that we could say that here. Do you know? I think the fear you we joke about running out of food. Do you know it is true? If every American went and purchased food from the grocery store, you could actually have a famine here in our country by people hoarding food. And next thing you know, the shelves, it wouldn't just be toilet paper, it would be everything would be empty. Because I think a lot of times we read these verses and go, this won't happen here. We'll never have that type of famine. The famine might not be a famine, what we think is the crops have been burned up. The famine might be folks have literally purchased everything and they're storing it in their homes, in their garages. And you just cannot, unless you're growing food, you don't have access to it at the grocery stores because there aren't any. And then it uses the word plagues. This here would be an example of a plague, the coronavirus. A plague is something that it has, I put a definition here, it says a plague is a natural disaster that is supernaturally timed as a result of God's judgment. Now, I said this is a plague. We could say, we know the Bible says there's going to be plagues. God could have allowed, obviously allowed, something such as the coronavirus to not just strike the United States, but the entire world that a lot of folks, or I believe, could bring revival to our country and throughout the world because people are fearful. They don't know where to turn. God uses plagues for folks to be forced to cry out and call out to the Lord. He did that in the Old Testament. That is how he disciplined Israel, and then they repented of their sins and turned back to the Lord. He even did this to Egypt. This is how he got Pharaoh's attention. He used the plague and the death of his, of his, his firstborn sons. So they died and let the people go. Keep going here in your Bible. It says there will be these famines and plagues in various places. And there will be terrifying sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things... Look at this. They will lay their hands on you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons. And you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to bear witness. You know, we have to be careful when we think about this. But a lot of governmental leaders have asked churches not to meet. Now, here's the problem with that. And they'll say, okay, if you have over 250 people or 100 people, the problem with that is, I certainly see that. We all know that it can be very wise. But if we can apply that for the coronavirus, why couldn't the government apply that to, you know, uh, we don't like the teachings and what they're teaching at these certain churches. If they're teaching the Bible, they shouldn't meet. Because it's offensive. 
And not only that, not is it just offensive, it's discriminatory. And, and what happens is, is this, remember, during the end times, that will happen. Where an assembly such as this will be illegal. Guys, we have to remember, in other parts of the world, in China, it is already illegal. You could not have a worship service such as this unless it's a government-registered church. Otherwise, it's an unlawful assembly. And you could be arrested for that. So what happens is, when we go back, when you look at these words here in your Bible, up on the screen, if you look back and verse 12, but before all these things mean, before all these plagues and famines occur they will lay their hands on you and persecute you the persecution might not be what we think is us getting beat now it certainly could be that but it might be a persecution as churches y'all aren't christians y'all aren't allowed to meet anymore because y'all are causing the coronavirus by religious services they're the problem not the solution keep going here in your bible verse 14 Therefore, make up your minds not to prepare your defense ahead of time. This is why. Look what Jesus says in verse 15. For I will give you such words and a wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. During times such as this, we rely upon the Lord for our wisdom. Now remember, we don't want to be fearful. But then again, we don't want to be foolish. We want to be wise. And we, as Bible-believing Christians, receive our wisdom from the Lord. He is the one that gives us the words to say. He is where we find our guidance from. Verse 16. You will even be betrayed by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends. They will kill some of you. You will be hated by everyone because of my name. But not a hair of your head will be lost. By your endurance, you gain your lives. What we do amidst crises and uncertain days, this is our time that we live for Jesus. This is our time to shine. So here, I put three things up here on the screen. And this is, we're going to look at this right here. What do we do as believers... And what do we offer during times of crisis? So what we want to say is we could say this is a time of crisis here. What do I do and what do I have? Because you as a born-again believer, you have something that maybe an unchurched or a lost person does not have. Number one, you have a foundation. Do you know what our foundation is? Do you remember when Jesus told Peter... And on this rock, I will build my church. The church is a body of believers. Now, we know, we know a lot of that body is worshiping at home, online right now. But they're still the church. They're still having times of worshiping and serving and following Jesus. Our foundation should not be shaken during times of crisis. Remember Jesus told the story 
of the wise man who built his house on the rock versus the foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the sand, obviously, the storm came and it blew away and collapsed. Our foundation is on the rock of Jesus. It's on God's word. This is our, this is our time to step up and to reveal your foundation. When someone is fearful, remind them about the strength and the foundation that Jesus offers. I want you all to know you can lead these next couple of weeks. This is your time to lead people to Jesus. You can actually point them to the scriptures and they can come into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ because they need a foundation because everything they're reading is creating fear. And Jesus is offering He's offering, not fear, but a foundation. Number two, not only do we have a foundation, but we have stability. This is our time that we should not become emotional and fearful. It's a stability. We should have, a, we should have an attitude that, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As Joshua, as Joshua shared. Because we're not going to be folks that serve the government. We're not going to be folks that serve money. We serve the Lord. We find our stability with Him. And thirdly and finally, and this comes from your attitude, is what do we offer during times of crisis? We offer peace. Jesus Christ told us, in John chapter 16, that he gives us a peace. And that peace is something that we take a comfort and a hope with us. Assurance that our home is not here in Kentucky, or here in the United States, or here on earth. Our home is in heaven. Are you at peace right now? Do you know, I think it was Thursday, literally, you talk about the day of cancellations. Everything, every hour, breaking news was coming out. One after another. And literally thinking, wow, what is next? Amidst all of these uncertainties, we should take, we should hold the peace. And we, should, we, as, we as believers, it's, these cancellations will likely continue. There might be a time where folks say, you're not allowed to travel outside the county. You shouldn't leave your home anymore. You, everybody becomes homebound. You can't, they shut ground airlines. All types of travel cease. You can't go to work. Everyone works from home. Everyone worships at home. And even if it comes to that, we take our refuge and our hope and our peace in the Lord. Listen, we should not waste this coronavirus opportunity. This can be your time, believer, to shine for Jesus. This can be your time to deepen your relationship with the Lord. I want you all to know, here's how, this is, should be your fear. Say you're getting an X for two or three weeks. You should not use this time of watching movies on Netflix for three weeks. Every movie ever made. Just movie after movie after movie. Video game after video game after video game. 
read news report after news report after news report. Guys, God is asking you to use your time wisely during these unprecedented days for extra prayer. Should be praying for the gospel to go out. For times of ministry, for you saying, how can I serve? What can I do? Who can I call and check on? Using this time for maybe reading the entire New Testament, say, I'm going to actually get serious about my relationship with the Lord. This should not be a season that you become sleepy. It shouldn't. This should be a season that the family of God at Broadway Baptist Church steps up and serves Lexington. It's not a sleepy season. It's a serving season. It's a time that we give our our energies, our devotion for personal revival to Jesus. Yes, we want to be wise. But God is saying, you do not need to be afraid, for I am your God. All throughout the scriptures, we see plagues. We see bad things happening. And during those periods, that's when the people of God would turn and repent and cry out to the Lord. And He would heal and forgive their land and their sin. So the question is in your bulletin notes there. What's causing your anxiety about instability? There's a lot of instability right now. What's causing it? I want you to think about that. And whatever that is, however you answer that question, I want you to give it to God. Say, Lord, I'm not going to allow this coronavirus to cause me to become fearful and afraid. Lord, I trust in you. Do you trust in the Lord? Is he your rock? Is he your foundation? Online audience, have you trusted in Jesus? If you are frightful and fearful, this morning I'm asking you, will you give your life, make Jesus your foundation? I'm going to close this in prayer. And in this prayer, I'm going to offer the sinner's prayer for you to be able to pray and receive Jesus. Online audience, as well as you, you can pray at home and ask Jesus these Unstable days, you make your foundation, your stability with Jesus. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Jesus, we're living in unstable days. Lord, you're our foundation. Jesus, I pray that you save me. Give me the peace that only you can give. Forgive me of my sins. Lord, I turn to you. Jesus, during this time, I 
find my hope in you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want you to look up. I want to talk to our online audience. If you, made, if you prayed that prayer, you send a message to our Facebook Live team, and they'll be able to follow up with you. Here in the sanctuary, if you pray and ask Jesus into your heart, if you want Him as your foundation, we're going to have a time of response. And you can come forward. I won't touch you. But I'll speak to you about becoming a believer in Jesus. So let's stand together. Gene King and Miss Betty are going to lead us in a song. And I'll be standing down front. And online audience, y'all reply by sending a message to our Facebook Live team. Now is our time to respond to the rock. And that foundation is Jesus Christ. King of my life, I crown thee now, thine shall the glory be. Lest I forget thy thorn crown brow, lead me to Calvary. Lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine Yeah.
I ask everybody to be seated uh, real quick. Even during these unusual times, God is certainly still working. We have a decision here that's been made. We'll announce that here in a second. Um, uh, you know, Sebastian, you come out.